Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, we continue in our series, Making Disciples. Let's hear what God's Word has for us from lead pastor, Antoine Lasseter. We are in our, uh, in our discipleship journey, and, and, and um, before I just get started, um, back in the day um, when phones were attached to walls, when you called someone um, and they were on the phone, it just was a busy signal. And, and, and so I don't, now if you're under 35-ish, you may not have any idea what I'm talking about, but back in the day when something got broke, you fixed it. Like, I remember having a TV, a huge TV that weighed like 400 pounds, and um, it took four people uh, to lift it, and it was in a cabinet, and uh, we, had, um, we had a wooden TV that was boxed in the cabinet, and um, when it got broke, we just took it to the TV repairman. Now with your flat screens and your smart TVs, when it breaks, you just got to get another one. Like, because it costs it cost just as much to fix than it is to replace, so you might as well just replace it. And somehow, that has creeped into the church. That we don't allow things to be fixed anymore, we just replace. And so um, what this discipleship journey should be uh, revealing to all of us of just how broke we are. Broken, and some of us broke, we are. Um, And that's why this week is important to us as believers because um, he has come to restore us, not replace us. So this is the journey uh, that we're on. And for many of us, we, can we just keep it real? I feel old when I say that. But um, some of us are just merely existing. But he has called you, about just write called somewhere. I just even just sent a text message to yourself right now. I literally want you to get out your phones. Yes, get out your phones and send a text message to yourself and say, I am called. I I literally want you to send that to yourself. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you're not careful, you will forget that you are called by God. So I want you to be able to go back to that text message to remind yourself, you know what, Reverend, I am called. With my sometimey inconsistent self, you are still called. The reason why we started this journey declaring that Jesus is Lord, because we have to anchor ourselves to that truth, that everything, say everything, Everything that's in me, good and bad, must be anchored to Jesus because he is not calling me to be replaced. He's calling me to be restored and restored back to its original plan. So Matthew uh, uh, chapter 28, all of us should be able to uh, memorize this by now. Um, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples what? 
No, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority. <laughs> Great, you sound like a broken choir, but it works. <laughs> we got the gist of it. I'm a horrible conductor, but all authority. So that says Jesus is Lord, right? So then he goes on to tell us, go therefore, let's read it together. Uh, you're getting it now. So all authority, and he says, go make disciples of all nations. Now, can one person make disciples of all nations? It takes who? So all authority, all nations, everywhere we go. Let's keep reading together. Y'all are doing so good. Verse number 20. Stop right there. Teach them to observe what? Uh-huh. Keep reading. Now, who's with us? How long? Who's with us? How long? Who's with us? How long? Where is he with us? Everywhere. See, you see what happens? All authority. Go tell all the nations to obey all I commanded you, and I'm going to be with you always. So we talked about exhaustively that to be a disciple, I mean, to make a disciple, you have to, I think they're paying attention. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel good. So, so, so um, we talked about last week about the valley experience, and um, we said that you cannot stay on the mountain but you can't live in the valley, you got to do what? You got to keep walking. Yea, though I walk through the valley. So if I'm not anchored, if I'm not anchored in the truth that Jesus is Lord, uh, that will be challenged while I'm in the valley. And so some of us, um, we didn't get the answers uh, last week, but this week, uh, you know what the valley looked like because I've been speaking to some of you. And uh, for some of us, it was like, oh, Lord, Lord, have mercy, I done found myself in the valley. And so now, what, one point of last week was to do what? Keep walking. And so the mountain is where we meet God, but the valley is where he meet us. Keep walking. And this last quarter, um, as a church, we've been talking about learning from Jesus. Now we're shifting uh, living for him. So we spent uh, 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 an exorbitant amount of time uh, learning from him the ways of Jesus, how Jesus responds, um, and, and such, so forth and such thingy. I messed that up. So forth and so on. Yes. Thank you. Um, and that's the reason why we started with Jesus is Lord, because it starts with our lives. I want you to say it with your chest, hit your chest. My life belongs to him. And because he is Lord, he determines what I do with my life. Ooh, ooh. And here is the problem. Because in one breath, Jesus is Lord, Reverend. 
That means we are subjected to his lordship. Um, so I got to make a public announcement so you can um, hold me accountable. Um, I've said this several times, and the Lord rebuked me each time when I said it. Uh, I said, um, hey, I'm not going to take a mission trip because I'm called to the States. And because I was fearful of going over there. But then the Holy Spirit checked me. I'm the Lord Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there and he's also here. And it's not my right to tell him what I won't do. So now, bro, I got to get a passport. And I'm not going to lie. Pastor Gary, we wrestled with this all night long. I could equip them to go over there. So now what I realize is, if he's truly Lord, you don't tell the Lord what you won't do. Uh, and that's what's hard, and that's what this discipleship journey is. In its purest sense, the discipleship journey is literally aligning every part of my life with the kingdom. So if I'm a sweet sweeper, no, a street sweeper, I do that to the glory of God. If I'm a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, I do all those things to the glory of God. Why? Because he's Lord. Scripture tells us that while salvation is personal, and hey, last Sunday, we have a, ooh, child, I tell you, the Lord is kind. Um, we have a new sister in Christ. She made the confession, and we will be baptizing her on April 16th. That's right. That's right, because if many of you, um, if we, we prayed about having 10 baptisms um, in, the, in the first quarter, and, I was, and, and, and the Lord moved on her heart, and, and she understands what the Lordship is. So I want to introduce to you guys our new sister in Christ, Kalia. So make some noise for her. And, and so this is, this is the beauty of God. And so um, I, don't have, I don't have much time, but I'm going to give you what the Lord has given me. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 6, um, there's a unique plan and place for his church in this world. And you, this, the people that's listening under the sound of my voice, um, we are the church. And there's a unique place for us in the world. And that world is ecclesia. It means called out. So he has called us out and called us together. But that does not mean that he removes us from the world. And that's the challenge of the believer. We are exiles because our kingdom has a king called Jesus. I don't carry flags that I pledge to in the sense that they trump my allegiance to the one who has set us apart, Jesus, all right? So that does not mean that we isolate ourselves, um, but we are told to let our lights shine. So uh, let our light shine before men. And so we are not simply, we're not simply, uh, we are called to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and we are not called to love the world in the sense that we swear allegiance to it. 
So we are called out, called together. But when you don't live out your calling, frustration is always present. And you and I will never make one disciple if we don't understand who we are or what our purpose is. And that's why many of us go looking for something bigger. And that bigger is first has to be anchored in Jesus. Rooted and firmly established in him. And our purpose um, is to glorify God and to expand his kingdom. How do we expand his kingdom? By making disciples. See that? That's how it works. And that means to expand the influence of God in my life and in the life of others around me. So we live out the truth of who he is in relationship with him. But what does it look like to actually live a life that glorifies God? According to Psalms 100, one way to glorify God is by simply acknowledging who he is, who we are in his plan, and worshiping him. But even if we understand that my purpose is to glorify God, it doesn't answer the question as to how to live this out. So we're going to, in the next couple of weeks, we're going um, to try to simplify how to live out your calling. And here's what I want to apologize to the church. Because when you hear called, many of us will say, yes, I know I'm called to preach. Yes, we all are called to preach. That's the spreading of good news. Oftentimes we equate that vocation, that professional, the pulpit as my call. That's a part of it. That's not all. Our whole lives are supposed to be called out under surrendering to the Lord. So whether I get in front of the mic, see, I don't understand how someone can stop another person from preaching. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, if you follow the breadcrumbs of my life, I preached literally everywhere I went. It didn't start at this church. Uh, let me just, I remember in college being high preaching the gospel. I'm sorry I threw some of you just off right then because it was so in me that even when I was doing whatever I thought I was big and bad enough to do, I still preached the gospel. I remember when I was sitting in my room and opening up scripture, um, and my faculties were not always there. See, I got sons, man, and I hate being transparent in front of them, but they know anyway. So, um, so here's the thing. So I remember the guys coming down, and I'm, 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 dropping, I'm coming down the steps, and I literally sat down in front of them and said, Jesus has always been here. And they said, man, you're just killing our high. And I began to unpack scripture and the scripture, and I started realizing that he was actually preparing me for the call. And the call was not planting a church per se. It was to glorify him everywhere I went. And so here's the challenge. Just because I have this mic in this elevated stage, I don't want to come off as if I am more important. And the reality of it is, um, I might have more attention, but I'm not more important than you. It's the kingdom. And the challenge, Josh, that we highlight few in the kingdom. 
and the reality of it is, from Marco to Thomas, from Alex, we are expressions of the love of God, and we are called to expand his influence by making disciples everywhere we go. And that's the challenge. So our calling is how. Say how. How do I feel the purpose of glorifying God? And that's the call. You're called to be a husband. Oh, you know that? Because you're married. I'm, I'm called. I don't know if I'm called to these kids. They yours? Then you call to him. Now, let's not get so deep that we don't understand that he is involved with every area of our lives. You are called to that job that you're on now until you find a new one. You, my God, help us. Like, as you go, you know what? I'm going to witness when people want to listen. Well, brother, that ain't going to happen because... <laughs> you, you, yeah. So let me just break this down first. Jesus is Lord. That's our first call. The first call is to salvation. Everybody says the first call is to salvation. You got to be saved, Reverend. I don't want to jump you to your calling and you haven't even named the name of Christ. Because you will be, you will be anchored to your calling and not him. So it starts with salvation. The invitation goes out to all of us. And so, you know, uh, we, we, uh, you can accept the call in here. And, you know, you got Danny playing and Tiffany worshiping. And, and, and so now when it's a call to salvation, you could be like, I think I want to get saved. But when we hear the invitation, it don't matter where you are. Last week. Kalia was in the lobby. Oh, come on, man. Y'all got to hear this. In other words, um, we are supposed to be making disciples as such that they come to you. What must I do to be saved because you are living out everything that he's put in you? This is just to help orchestrate. Okay. All right. Jesus calls us to salvation. So, yeah, God calls us through salvation, by grace, through faith, and uh, we answer that call. So that's the invite. We are called to a new way of life. Say a new way of life. We are called out of an old sinful way of life into a new redeemed and faithful way. And so we live in such a way, <laughs> oh man, we live in such a way that every aspect of my life reflects the glory of God. Family, finances, job, school, friends, social media, public, and private. Every aspect of my life reflects the glory of God. And this also can be seen in our priorities. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. Therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received. Remember, the invitation is salvation. Now we're saved, and now he's saying work. He says, walk out your calling that you've received. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and he's saying, listen, you, listen, walk it out. You know who you are. You know who he is. You know what you're supposed to do. Jesus is Lord. 
Walk it out in every aspect of your life. Right? This is what he tells us how to walk it out. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope as you're calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and the Father of all who is above all and through in all in all. Our calling is to act like Jesus in everything we do. So be a humble businessman. Be a gentle nurse. Last week, my, my nurse was not so gentle as to what I said. When you get a certain age, you got to run a bunch of tests. And my nurse basically looked at me and said, man up. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> be gentle. <laughs> be a gentle nurse. Be a patient real estate person, real retail cashier. Be patient. Be a parent who bears with children in love. Yeah, Danny said, Jesus. <laughs> so when we are living out this calling, see, we're trying to get to this significant thing, right? What most of us are thinking is, how do I win the world to Jesus? Pastor, I am called to the nations. When the nations go through your family first. And this is why many of us chase after the call. Hey, hey, listen, already, listen. When I first planted this church, it was all about this church. I neglected my sons in pursuit of the call. I neglected my marriage in the pursuit of the call. And you could not tell me I was doing something wrong. This is for Jesus. And he said, at first, I called you to your family. But nobody celebrates when you have to take out the trash. They celebrate when I'm up here. Oh, that's a good word, Pastor. And Tanya's like, when are you going to cut the grass? Like, cuz, listen, don't you know how many people came to Jesus a mere moments ago? Yeah, but the grass need cutting, Reverend. So because I am a wicked man and no good thing is in me, what area do you think I was trying to pursue? This is quiet in this church. And so our first ministry is to our family. You, sir, are called, you, ma'am, are first called to your family. Stop trying to raise everybody else's kids and you won't raise yours. You first are called to your family. And the whole church said, I know it's tight, but it's the truth. And we search for this significance and we overlook things of importance. And healthy marriage, healthy church. Why we want to start with a healthy church and then work on our marriage. No, no, beloved. No. Remember that all believers are one body. One body with one Lord and one faith and one baptism. And in other words, we have a long way to go in living a life worthy of the calling. 
But as we increasingly learn from Jesus, live for and love like Jesus, we will find that we are more grounded and rooted so that we may lead others to Jesus. Many of us are being tossed about about the crashing ways of life and being entangled with false teachers and crystals, sage and man, listen. And it's very subtle. This rock cleans the air. Seriously? And and yet, that's what we do. And so, um, because we're looking for significance, anything that appears to um, give us significance is what we are drawn to. But Jesus is counterintuitive to the natural man. He says, if you want to be great, you've got to start off being least. And this is what conflicts, conflicts with how we are wired. Because when a person answers the calls to salvation, they are called to preach. Absolutely. But what they want to do is stand here. Here's the challenge. You are gifted, beloved. You are called. But in between the calling and the gift, you gain wisdom from the valley. And you need help navigating the valley that you're about to walk yourself into. That's why discipleship happens in community because we're called out and called together, and none of us can do it alone. You and I cannot be patient by ourselves. How? If there's no one to be patient with, how do you know you're being patient? How do you know you're going to be committed if you're not, you don't have, if you don't have a choice not to be? Most times, most of us who say we want to be committed, it's actually um, when something better come along, deuces. That's not commitment, that's convenience. And we've got to know the difference. So if we want to live a life worthy of our calling, I'm saying that we must do it with others. The called out ones, the community of believers, the family of God, and so you see this throughout the gospel. And so... I don't have much time. Play something. In addition to the call that God has given us all day, it's like, what, bro? Like, in addition to the call that God has given us in the gospel, he's also calling us specifically to how he has wired us. And so I want to take a journey with you to help you discover your specific calling. But it's going to take work. And in this calling, no one may ask you for your autograph. It may not go viral. People may not know you. And you may have to exist in obscurity. We're not doing it for the likes. We're not doing it for the applause of man. We're doing it in obedience to God. So the question before us is not who is called or have you been called 
but rather than will you respond to the call of God on your life. And we want to take you through a journey where you start where you are. And, and that's what these next couple of weeks would just be. We're going to really park at the calling. There's something in you that you're desiring from God. Like you are, and, and you know you are called to something beyond yourself. And we want to walk with you through and I don't want you to confuse um, your gifting, your, your vocation. It's what God has specifically placed in your heart to do. And I think it's important that community unpacks your specific calling. And if you're here today, and let's just be honest, no one's looking. Well, they are, but they're not looking at you. <laughs> He said, Pastor, I want to know my calling. I just want you to raise your hand. Just, hey, I, I know that I'm called to salvation. I know that I'm called, but I, I feel a longing. I feel something stronger, right? These next few weeks, we want to help you unpack that. Now, last week, or a couple weeks ago, we have those who are taking this discipleship journey. And uh, that begins April 16th after service. And we're going to walk with them through this discipleship journey in a more intimate way. It's going to be after service on beginning April 16th. But on your way from Jesus declaring that Jesus is Lord in the valley, and then you have your calling. Uh, the calling goes down again, and oftentimes you hit the wall. So part of like some of us know that we're called to youth or we're called to, to, to certain people, maybe called to a place, right? Called to a people, called to a place, called to solve a problem. That's in the earth. It's important for you to be released in your calling because until that fulfillment is there, you would try to imitate and duplicate what you see. We all can speak into that. That's why community, one of the greatest gifts that um, my mentors gave me was when they said, I see in you. Because that discipleship journey can be such a dark place that I cannot see what God has placed in me. One of the things that Elder Tony said that changed how I saw things, he said, thank you for your yes because God in his infinite wisdom my yes was attached to someone else and so if I didn't fulfill my calling it doesn't necessarily mean that the kingdom stops advancing but he's called us out so that we could be called together but before you can know your calling you have to declare that Jesus is Lord and we have to establish that That concludes this week's message. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Kannapolis, Charlotte, or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays 
on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.